0: All right. Let's turn to our Bibles to Mark sixteen fifteen. Mark sixteen fifteen. As you guys can tell, I am not Pastor Bell. <laughs> My opportunity to say that I'm kind of excited about it. Um, but um, Mark sixteen fifteen, um, <laughs> and he said unto them, "Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature." Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for today. I want to thank you for um, the opportunity you have allowed me to preach your word, Lord. Um, I don't take it lightly um, with a lot of studying and um, and, and praying and, and um, trying to see what, what it is in my heart that you want me to tell um, your people, Lord. Um, please be with Pastor as he's out um, preaching for Brother Brother Richardson um, there. And um, please be with them on the way back. We love you, Lord. Amen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, amen. So as you guys as you guys know, I recently um, and by recently I mean about a year and a half ago I started here full time as a missions director what Pastor Brought me on to. Um, and in that I had no idea what I was getting myself into with being a missions director. Um, I I I did not know, one, what it is that I was supposed to do, what it is, you know, I knew missions based off of, you know, what I, I knew, um, which wasn't much about missions. You know, we missionaries come in, missionaries um, come in and tell us about their program, and I'm like, oh, you know, that's pretty cool. But the um, pastor hired me on, um, and one of the, his big things when I hired him on is, says, you know, here's, here's the missions program, read, learn. Try to figure out what it is that we're doing and what mission is really about. Um, and in that, you know, um, a lot of the people um, that I ask for advice or talk to um, with all 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 of that, um, they always emphasize that um, in order for me to understand missions, I need to understand what the Great Commission is about. Um, what, what, what is the point of the Great Commission and why is it so important? Um, and in that, I ran into um, John Marks um, when I was reading there. And um, John Marks is that person. He's, he's, he's he was a humble servant, you know, um, of God. Um, and he was a humble servant to God. And seeing his obedience and dedication to the Great Commission um, was something that jumped jumped out at me. He was he was he was humble in the sense of um, you know, he wasn't, you know, Paul or you know, one of the greats when it comes to missions that you would hear about. Um, but Mark was um, was very obedient um, in in the quest for for missions. Um, and in that, in the studies, I, I kind of found it important to recognize that um, the Great Commission, um, according to, you know what John Mark was saying, it goes goes beyond um, just the effort of the church, um, but it's something that we need to deeply call as personal to us as possible um, because although um, John Marks was not considered um, among the apostles um, he chose um, he was chosen by the Holy Spirit to author um, the gospel um, one of the Gospels of the, uh, of the Bible and um, and even even with John Marks and one of the things that kind of draw me to you know he 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 um, presented Jesus as the, the the epitome of what we call Um, servanthood right Um, but John Mark betrayed um, Jesus um, and and showed his servanthood to that that um, caused me to to try to recognize um, recognize and understand what the Great Commission is about Um, it's not just um, it's not just about um, others going but the responsibility that I have personally um, and what every Christian has personally to the Great Commission um, because John Mark, he he wasn't interested in what, in what um, you know others are doing for the Great Commission. What John Mark was interested in is what he personally is supposed to do, right? right yeah. um, who he is, who is who he is serving, and what his job is. Right. And um, you know, yeah. John Mark's interpretation of the Great Commission is probably one of the most simplest you could possibly think of. And it says, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. It doesn't get as simple as that. Um, and, you know, reading that, you know, I, I always thought when I came, came in as the mission director, in my, in my, in my mind, what I was thinking is, um, you know, that is what the Bible says. But there's not really a lot of Christians doing. Um, you know, it says, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. It's very simple. But why are we not doing that as Christians? Um, and um, it's a simple it's a simple commission that God, God gave us through, through, through Mark um, explaining that we are personally obligated to serve him and go and preach the gospel, right? Um, and I wanted for us to ask ourselves, and, and, and this is more of a time for just self-reflection. Um, I did it, you know, I'm doing it, and as I think that some of you should do, um, you should do um, but it's a time for self-reflection. Um, what am I doing how am I achieving the Great Commission in the fulfilling of the Great Commission? Um, I, like I said, I, it's, it's something for a self for self-examination um, that you need to consider your contributions that you are spending to to spread the gospel, um, rather than just observing and allowing others to be doing the work for you. Um, I truly believe, personally, here um, in the time that I spent. Um, here as the mission director, which is not very long, but just in that time, that one of the reasons why our hearts, and I was calling, you know, I'm talking to myself personally too, is it's, it's not as burdened for the, the world outside of just what we are doing here, but the world, is because it's not our kids or our family that are going and doing that in the mission field. Um, because I could almost guarantee if it was one of us or one of our kids that would be going there, You'll be doing everything possible yes. to see them succeed yeah. into fulfilling the great commission. In, uh, yeah. and, that's, um, and in that, sorry, notes, stick. Um, in that, let's turn to um, John 15, 16. In that, you know, as simple as that command was, what are we doing? Here John, John 15, 16 kind of kind of, it's elaborating a little bit of what it is that God wants from us in the fulfilling of the Great Commission, right? And it says, you know, it first starts off with, with ye, I have cho- you have not chosen- ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. The Great Commission is not about what you're choosing to do, it's about what God chose you to do. Um, you know, once you accepted Christ as your Savior, you he says, you're not choosing me, I'm choosing you, and I'm saying that you need to go and do the Great Commission." Right. It's not something that we send others because it's something personal. He's talking to us as Christians. Um, But as we see that, you know, he wasn't just talking to disciples here. I mean, he was just talking to disciples, but he was talking to the individual. He wasn't talking to just, hey, you, the church, you guys figure it out and go and and um, and and do that. He was talking to the individual Christian. Um, And the reason that we are here in church choosing to follow Christ is because he first chose us. And that's what he said, right? Um, but there's a there's a caveat to that, that he also said, you know, commas, it's to continue, um, and I ordain you. Um, a lot of times people say, hey, I, I, oh, that's not me, that's not what I do, um, or, you know, all this stuff. But God says, hey, I ordained you to go and do this. This is ordination. It's, it's not just about... Jesus, um, Jesus choosing you it's also about him ordaining you he has appointed us to go and do the job for him um, who would do the job if God is appointing you, you know, that's, that's what it is I choose you to go do that job for me and you may ask what is that job You know, and it, it took me a really long time to figure out what it was that he was talking about but just forgot that it was a comment you need to continue reading <laughs> That was a joke i'm sorry bad one bad one but the, the point is, the point is is that God gave us a job and what that job was is that that ye should go and bear fruit it's as simple as that we need to go and bear fruit and the fruit that he 's talking about and the reason he chose us he chosen what first to go there's no way you could bear fruit if you don't go I don't, I don't know a farmer in the world that could go out and bear fruit without going out and farming and, and seeding and doing everything right, that he needs to do right. to bear fruit. Um, right. The same thing with us as Christians is our job is to bear fruit. And we see that we were appointed to give our time to witnessing to others, to others, not only the people that are around us, not only here, but the world. Because that's what the command was, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Amen. That was a command that he gave us. So I don't—I'm I, I, not in the understanding of the excuse to why we personally can't go and do that, yeah. um, because God gave us that command. It's—it's it's you know. I, I feel like if the if the Word of God is telling us that we need to do something, it should be as simple as, a, okay, let's do it. Yeah. Um, you know, and I understand that there's different scenarios, but God said He ordained us to do it. Yeah. Why can't we? Why can't we go and 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 do our part, do our purpose to fulfill the gospel? Yeah. But it says that he ordained us to bring forth fruit. And the fruit that he's talking about there, as you guys probably know, is he's talking about souls. We need to go and win people to Christ. Right, yeah. That is what the only job of a Christian, if any job. It's not the ministry. It's not whatever, you know, whatever we're doing out there. Those are things to help us further that. But the important part is us yeah. going and bearing fruit. Yeah, yeah. Because without us bearing fruit, we, what are we doing here? What is our purpose as Christians if we're not bearing fruit? Um, but, like I said, the reason that we are saved was to specifically bear fruit. And when when we do that, when we, we should bear fruit. But there's also something to bear fruit in soul winning that is important, but it seems to be lost sometimes when it comes to that and, I, and I'm guilty of it um, and it was more of the lack of unknowing but it was one of the challenges when we were in, at, um, at um, the servants conference that they that they emphasized when we were there is you know not only are you there to bear fruit but that the fruit should remain yeah. so you know that that is what it's talking about there's there's no good mother in this world and my wife is an example of that is that she just gives, if she would just give birth and leave the kid there, and that's it. That's her job. That's her being a mother. But what do we call us being a Christians when all we do is soul win, but yet leave them there? A baby cannot tend to himself by himself, right. a baby's there. Um, for us to be nurtured. And just like I was a baby Christian, and I had I had a lot of people around me that helped me with that and helped me grow and did everything they possibly could do f- to further me and help me, nourish me for I to grow. But that is also our job as Christians to do the same. Yeah. Because if we read right there in St. John, it says, so that it shall remain. He ordained us he gave us, hey, He gave us the authority and the right to bear fruit, and not only to bear fruit, but to help, nourish Him, and 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 help them in their Christian growth, in, in that for them to be able to stay. um, um and, and what I'm talking about is, you know, helping, teach them to observe is what the Bible says. We need to teach them, help them in their growth. Um, and I'm not talking about, you know, you know, a lot of people are always talking about these, you know, you know, going to every single house and having your own church. No, I'm talking about teaching them to grow, just like I was taught to grow, just like um, all these guys here. They were taught the, 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 the life to grow. Um, it's our job. Hey, you need to be at church. Hey, what's going on? Why are you not at church? Hey, let me help you understand what it is that you're battling. Um, and, you know, and I... I, I is one of those things that they, they they were pushing in the service conference. When we were there and it kind of stirred my heart a little bit. And 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 what's, and one of the benefits right now is being a bus captain is I have the opportunity to do that to others. I have the opportunity to help families try to get Amen. them into church. Because it's not just helping them. The ultimate goal is to get them into church because the church is what's going to get them to grow in their Christian life. There's salvation. Then there's there and there's bearing fruit. And then there's helping them to do that. And But that takes not only you guys and the push for you guys, but it also takes us here at the church to do the same. Like, it's like, you know, Pastor always says, everybody has a job. Everybody, there's many members, but we all have a job that we can be doing. Um, what are we doing? What are you doing to continue that? But, um, you know, in, in, in that, God made us a lot of promises, right? If we do our part, like he says, God made us a lot of promises. Um, and if we go to Psalms, let's go to Psalms 126.6. And it says here, He that goeth forth and weeps, Bearing precious seeds, shall doubt doubtless doubt doubtless come again with rejoicing and bringing their bringing his shelves with him. And I had to Google what that or Google I had to check in the dictionary what that word shelves mean because I really wasn't sure what it what it meant. Um, but it's 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 the harvesting. It's it's what they call their 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 bundles of hay um, in, in the Bible in those times. It's a it's a type of bundle of hay. But the only way what is you know the only way for them to do that is that they they went and put seed out and then they're bearing the fruit and that's the harvest that they bear from that. Um, but that's what you got talking about. God said, God told us that we um, we won't see souls one one if 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 he that goes forth and weeps. It's 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 a it's about we won't see we won't see souls one if we do not go to do that and when. You know, I was trying to figure out what he was talking about by weeps, but um, I mean, you guys as soul winners, you guys understand that there's a lot of times that there's just a lot of rejection out there when it comes to soul winning. There's a lot of people that don't want to hear the word, but at the end of the day, it's still our job because he told us to do that. That's what we need to do, um, but it's our job to do that, and, and, and there is, like I said, you, know, you don't always go out and, and reap, but you will, and that's what God is telling us right there. We're going right. to come back rejoicing. Hey, yeah. that we have the opportunity and we reap from that. And yeah. um, another thing with that is that um, we won't see souls won here if we don't have a burden for it. You know, Brother Nelms came down and he was talking about um, the difference between a call and a burden, you know. Yeah. Um, and in that, there's, there's the call, but then there's also the burden. Right. A burden is I feel that every Christian should have a burden for souls, yeah. period. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter where, it doesn't mean, you know, that, that comes from the call, that's, you know, be, missionaries get called to go to different places, okay. But the burden for souls is still something that all Christians should have. Yeah, yeah. Um, because if, it, if, it, if we need to bear fruit, we need to bear souls. But like Brother Nell is that difference, it's our job. We need to have that overwhelming that overwhelming burden for souls. You know, because if it, if it wasn't for Christ having an overwhelming burden for our souls, where would we be? Right? right if he did not have that overwhelming burden for us where would we personally be right. but another promise that god gave us um you find you find it in proverbs eleven thirty, and we, we won't turn there but it says that he that wins the soul is wise mm-hmm. right, right yeah. and when he's talking about wisdom he's talking about spiritual discernment um the deciding what god wants me to do yeah. right um and when you go soul winning, you receive that discernment that you need. Um, one of the fastest growth of a Christian, I, f- I believe, is soul winning. When you go out soul winning, once you become a Christian, you go out soul winning. You you realize the need that is in the world. You realize where yeah. you were personally at the time that you won Christ, and why it's so important for you to go and preach the gospel and, and spread the yeah. gospel to other people. Because um, that's the kind of that's the kind of discernment that you you you'll understand, the understanding you will get from soul winning. Um, again, it's not easy. I mean, there's a lot of times that I, I don't want to go or there's people that God puts in my way for some reason and I, it, there's something in my, in, my, in my soul that's like, yeah, I mean, hey, don't go talk to him. But when I do, it's one of the best conversations I've had with somebody that I get to lead to Christ. Um, it's a perfect example of it's not about you, soul winning. It's about what God told you to do and what God can do for you. He ordained right, yeah. you. He, he put that in your path. But... In that, God also made a, gave us another promise, which is He said He will give us abundant life, mm-hmm. right? And it says um, in in the, the second part of um, of John there, John fifteen sixteen, um, that it says, "But whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in My name, He may give it may give it you." I don't know. I can't read that apparently. But um, but what He's saying is, you know. Who better to get a, a prayer answered from is somebody that's in the will of God doing what God wants him to do? Um, you know, as Christians, and, and, and you know, it's, it seems, it seems, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's you know, that's what a lot of people say, but it, it honestly works. If you are in the will of God, God is always going to answer your prayers. Um, it may not be at the time that you think it needs answers, but He will answer your prayers um, because that is something that He promised from whatever you ask in My Father's name, I will give you. Um, That is a promise that Christ gave, just like the promise of salvation. If you don't believe, if you believe in the promise of salvation, there's no way that you cannot believe the promise that He gave us here, where He said, "Whatever you ask in My Father's name, I will give you." That is a promise that you get. But are you in the will of God? Are you going to receive that promise? I mean, you will, because Christ, God answers promises to anybody, but um, prayers to anybody. But it's a lot easier to communicate when you're walking with them versus when you're out in your own path doing whatever you want. Um, but also soul winning, personal soul winning, um, and the Great Commission is something that's biblical. Um, you know, one thing that I read through biblical times and while I was reading through um, the Gospels and stuff like that is that the, the early churches, they, they did door-to-door door soul winning. Um, if, actually, if you go to Acts 20.20, 20, He turned to Acts twenty twenty, where it says, "And he has kept, no, and I have kept nothing. Nothing that was profitable unto you, but have shown you, that have shown you, and have taught you publicly from house to house." That's that's that was the Apostle Paul's example of personal soul winning. He said, "From house to house," I mean, that's, that is what we do. He's saying that I never kept anything from you. I told you everything publicly, from house to house. And that's what a lot of the a lot of people in those times. That's what they did because that's what that's how Paul told them to witness to the world and, and how to complete the com, the Great Commission. Um, and um, their primary goal shows us in Acts five forty two where it says, um, they they do not cease to teach and preach the um the, the preach of Jesus Christ. That's what their primary goal was from the House of, right. of evangelists yeah. It's to teach them about yeah. Jesus Christ, yeah. and it. It wasn't that, oh, it was easy at that time, but no, because they were, they were persecuted more than any, anything around that time. And it shows us in Acts 8, 4, 8 1 through 4, um, that they, that it, and it says, and at that time, there was great persecution against the church. I mean, they were persecuted around that time. It wasn't easy for them to do it. Um, and, you know, one of the benefits about living here in the United States of America is we're, we're not getting persecuted to spread the gospel. So what is our excuse to why we're not doing that when here they're, they're getting killed for it, they're getting persecuted for it, and they're out doing it, and there's other people around the world, there's missionary stories around the world of people that are actively being killed to further the cause of Christ. But us as Americans, for some reason, we think it's beneath us in some ways. And we think that, that, that it's something that, it's one of the, the last things that's on the chopping block that we think of as, as Christian, is what are we, the great mission is soul winning. But you know, these were people that were not apostles. They weren't missionaries. You know, that's that's where the word that's where missionaries come from. It's from apostle. Um, But it derives from that. There were the individuals from the churches that were fulfilling the Great Commission. This is the Bible way. This is the way that Christ wanted us to fulfill this Great Commission: is going us personally to fulfill the Great Commission, going into the world and preaching the gospel, bearing fruit and then teaching them to observe, to continue doing what exactly you're doing. That's what you're teaching. That is what the job of a missionary, but it's not just the job of a missionary. And this is what we need to consider as Christians. It's not just the job of a missionary. It's not not enough just us giving to missions and let them do all the work. No, it's our job as well, here and abroad. Um, because, you know, we, oh, we go soul winning here, but also our job is to go abroad too because it doesn't say you go out to the world and send somebody to go into the other places because we don't want to go. No, our job is to go as well. Right. And, and, th- and that's one of those, the things that us as Christians, we really need to reflect on. You know, I did a lot of self examining and I, and I have been with this whole mission of things is, you know, you know, why is this so important? Why it's so important because that is what God told us to do. It's just as simple as that. Missions cannot, Great Commission cannot be an afterthought um, for a Christian's life. You know, it's important. It's one of the important things that God puts us. It's one of the commands he gives us. That's the reason we're still here, yeah. is to fulfill the Great Commission. Yeah. It's to bring more people to Christ for them, them to benefit and teach them to continue in doing the same. Um, and as you guys can tell, I'm usually a short preacher, but um, I want to I wanna let you guys, I want to give you guys a final thought. And... I wanted to ask you guys: Is where would you be if someone had not come witness to you? Yeah. And with that, I want you guys to imagine something like something like this: What if God just so happened, you know, me as second-generation Dominican, could possibly? I mean, it's it's close to me that it, I was one decision away of being placed not in the United States of America. And I want you to you guys imagine that you guys. We're not born here in the United States of America, but go into a remote area where the gospel is not just available to you guys to, to receive. It's not just there that we could just pull it up whenever we want. Imagine yourself there as, as a Christian. And I wanted to ask you guys a question. Is let's say God placed you in a place, and the only way that you could receive the gospel is based off of what you personally do here in America to get to them. Would you receive the gospel? or know the gospel, if you were in the predicaments, um, Consider the impact that one person, yes. one person with their obedience to the, uh, of their life to fulfill the Great Commission, consider, consider the, they're the, their considering their, their role in fulfilling the Great Commission, bringing you the knowledge of salvation. Now put yourself in the shoes, and put yourself in the shoes, what would you give, and or what would you do for you to receive the gospel? If it was up to you to go tell you, and another thing, again, imagining, think about it. If it was up to you to go give you the gospel, what would you give or do to give you the gospel on the other side? I mean, me personally, it's it's something that's priceless because without God or me me knowing the gospel, where would I be? I, I don't personally know but sometimes we just do a really bad job at thinking about that type of stuff you know it's missions it's an afterthought but there's a lot of people in the world that do not have the opportunities us here like that we do in America to just hear the gospel everywhere I mean there's people out there that reject the gospel just because of the the mere fact oh it's been in my family for generations you know, there's people out there, but then there's also people out in the world that never heard the gospel before, and never going to hear the gospel unless somebody, some church, specifically goes and tries to help them. Because at the end of the day, you know, would you be saved if it was just up to you? But that was just one of those things is, you know, we need to give ourselves fully to sharing the gospel. Knowing that our obedience, it's our obedience will change, will help change countless lives in the world. Um, and if it's it's in our hands, not the hands of others. This is where I if any, if anything you don't understand, I want you guys to, to just think of this. It's not in the hands of others to fulfill the Great Commission. Because if all of us think that way, it's never going to get done. It has to be something personal. It has to be something that you personally are doing to give the creation. And I understand that people cannot do, I, I, you know, there's millions of reasons. I, I understand that. But it doesn't, it doesn't just exempt you from doing that. There's ways that you can contribute. There's ways that you could do to, to do that. If it's not soul winning here, let's go soul win somewhere. We should soul win here, but let's go soul somewhere else. If you physically can't do it, um, what would you give? for that. What would you give for a soul? You know, our church, we, we give a lot for, for, for soul winning, but that's one of the things, is we, we give a lot. What are we doing as a church to go and fulfill the gospel? Yeah. Um, and that's one of the big things that that Brother Pledger, Tim Pledger, not him, um, challenged us as a church, is you know, and their church th- is doing it right now. Their church doing it, um, and by there I mean his uncle's church in Calvary over there in Florida. They're doing they're doing as a church because they, they decided, hey, this is personal to us. This yeah. is what our job is yeah. to go. Because if we don't do it, nobody else is going to do it. And that's the mentality that we should have as Christians. If we here in this church cannot go and, and spread the gospel to every nation that we possibly can, nobody else is going to do it. That's the mindset that we need to have because that's the way that we're going to fulfill the Great Commission. Because what we, a lot of us are doing, and this is what the problem is, is that we're, we're delegating. Delegating the jobs to somebody else to do it. Oh, they're going to that country. Oh, let them do it. No, but that's not what God said. God says, hey, I chose you and I ordained you to go and, and bear fruit. Not only go and bear fruit, but help them to last. That's what I want. That's the self reflection that we need to do as a church. Because what are we doing to fulfill the Great Commission? Amen. I understand us going soul winning, we're doing our part here. But it's more than that. The Great Commission is more than just here. It's everywhere. It's going to go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That is our job as Christians. What is, why will we call ourselves Christians if we fall short of that? Yeah, right? Because Christ, that's what Christ did. He did it to the epitome of everything. But Christians being Christ-like, how Christ-like are you guys being? Let's pray.